Hello everyone, this is your host, Alexander Mars, and this is my first podcast of the year, of 2023. Woohoo, I think today's date is January the 15th of 2023. It's like, oh my word. Oh my goodness gracious. Well, wanted to get on here and do a short podcast. Podcast. I know I say that and it turns to be like a long one, but I think it'll be be short today. I do not have the energy, nor the stamina to sit in my chair for <laughs> for an hour anymore. So anyway, I just wanted to give you guys a quick update of what's been happening and what may be happening in the future, and talk about. Uh, the changes I'm making to my platforms at, at the moment. Um, around December, I realized that I need to find a way to continue to make content, even the days that I feel yucky or have no energy. Um, that's just... No way to wait. I just realized realize that when I was thinking about what I want to accomplish for this year. And so I've been thinking of different ways of doing different things. I can't guarantee how much in the next few months I will actually be sitting down and actually taping a podcast. Um, That part of my life is up to the air, up in the air, and that's due to, um, my health at this time. I know it sounds like a broken record, but healthcare, you just don't go in and get solved and get your stuff scheduled and come out like you do on the TV programs. They don't work that way. I wish it did, but I don't. It's just one of those things, but anyway. So, what I'm going to start doing is uh, making some changes. Um, I made a post earlier on my blog about the changes I'm making. Um, Mondays are going to be uh, advocate days, stuff, talk about disability awareness, stuff like that. Just things that fall under that category. Um, a new feature I'm adding is on Wednesdays talking about faith and God. Those are going to be articles or themes or maybe short stories on that topic or theme. And then Fridays is kind of kind of be like a catch-all. It's going to be like a fun day. Book reviews, maybe sh- uh, short stories, poetry, um, different, um, different things like that. Book reviews, just certain things, just different things. Um, another thing I've been introducing to, uh, I started doing this last year, but I, I titled it going into this year, is podcast uh, podcast shorts. Basically, I'm going to be taking the articles that I've written and turning them in, into podcasts. And they may be in the main podcast for the week. Um, depending what goes on in the future. So, that's what I'm doing. Um, also, too, I'm bringing in some other people to help. Uh, I'm, well, actually bringing in another 
person to help with content as well. And she will be introduced this week. Looking forward to that. <clears throat> so just just doing different things. Um, I also need time to edit it and work on my manuscript. And I just, I've just got a lot of things juggling and I'm just, I don't right now really have the energy and the strength to do multiple things at multiple times. I'm <laughs> just like, eh. Um, anyway, so, so anyway, that's basically what's going on. So let me give you a health update. Um, I think I said sometime in December I was diagnosed with low iron. I'm not sure if I talked about it on a podcast or if I wrote about it. I can't remember. Um, with this team, my hematologist, or a, aka the blood doctor, or what I call him the iron doctor, and said that back in December that my labs were considered low for low iron, but I wasn't anemic yet. I was still like, I was on the threshold of being anemic, but I wasn't. So. And he wanted, um, my doctor wanted to, wanted to give subscribe to iron infusions. Now, some people ask me, like, why can't I take iron pills? Um, for me, if I get too much iron at once, um, it starts messing with my joints. It makes my joints flare up, and I just can't um, handle that. Also, too, my, my iron doctor also believes that my body has a hard time absorbing iron. And so, actually, so taking iron iron pills or iron vitamins doesn't really wouldn't be it would be like a lost cause so anyway so i've actually been battling the system about when are my iron going to be scheduled it's almost a month now and i've not heard anything i actually called and was trying to figure out how, who do I need to talk to within the system at my doctor's office because there's more than one doctor and different people handle different things and I was just like oh my word and so and so basically I talked to a person that handles the scheduling and said since they're no longer doing doing the IV infusions at their infusion room it has to be outsourced to one of the to one of the hospitals and it's actually the hospital's job to schedule my appointment. And I haven't, at this time, I haven't heard anything. So I'm just like, oh, my word about that. I was just like, oh, this is like, oh. So... So anyway, I was just like, oh, my word. I was like, they haven't done any. It's like. And actually, in December of 20 of December of. What was it? 
22. December 22. Okay, December of 21, yeah, because I welcomed COVID in 12, 22. Um, it was the same way in 21. I was waiting a long time and I was like after them and finally got them scheduled and what happened. So this has actually been the longest I've waited for iron infusions and I'm just really just not happy. I'm just I'm just frustrated as as the hoops that I'm jumping through trying to get certain things accomplished. And I don't feel like because I have the iron efficiency anemia diagnosis by itself, it's not company it's not accompanied by like cancer or another serious illness that I just I'm not a priority right now until I drop dead. <laughs> I'm just or to the point that I'd be so critically ill that I have to be rushed to the hospital. I just feel like that's just the point before I get this and it's just like everybody I talk to who works with them, that's not my job or I it's out of my hands so to speak and I'm like oh my word and it's just stuff and what makes matters worse is I just had one of all my worst mental struggles in my life not the worst but worst um you know, so that, so anyway, so you're probably asking yourself, so what's actually causing my iron issues? Well, give you a little backstory is I've been dealing with iron issues probably for a long period of time. And it's probably been going up and down the last few years. It didn't really get bad. And I was saying until about late 2017, 2018. And my primary doctor at the time, I don't know have this doctor didn't really take um, my iron issues seriously and I also didn't realize at the time how important iron is iron is what makes red iron is what helps the blood make red blood cells which red blood cells carry oxygen throughout the tire of your body and if you don't have it you're gonna start diminishing Slowly but surely, and that's exactly what is happening to me. So, anyway. So, my hematology... So, anyway, so that was like a few years ago. And so, so my old primary doctor left left the breakfast. Um, I saw his partner, and his partner really looked into it. Because I was like... I was, it was back in the summer, I think. And I was like really cold. I was like severely cold. And, and my doctor walked in that I've seen at the time and said, you being cool like that is not normal because he was asking me some questions. And he looked back through my records and found out that my blood levels were fine up until 2013 and then something changed. And he wanted to send me to a hematologist, a blood doctor, to find exactly, exactly what's going on. So that was about 2019 I went and got that done. And so I started after that every so often receiving iron infusions. 
So from 2019 until now, I've been going through different testing. I've had upper lower J done at least twice. I've had a CAT scan. I recently had an MRI from a different doctor that put an order in. I've had different things, different kinds of testing to figure out exactly what's going on. Um, originally, my hematologist thought that um, it's my cycle. I didn't ever agree with it. I've talked about that in a previous podcast. Didn't think it was. Um, I thought it was something else in my stomach, which it wasn't. I got that stuff cleared up. Um, my colon is fine. Had a lot of polyps. Even though a lot of polyps, a lot of the polyps can cause iron fish anemia if you're growing a lot of polyps. I, I did some digging about that. That was quite interesting because I had a lot of polyps in my colon from last year. So now I have concluded. Um, I've now agreed with my OB doctors. Now with my hematologist, yes, it is my menstrual cycle causing most likely my irons to be my iron levels to drop. Um, and I'll tell you why. Last couple of years, I've been having irregular periods. Um, you know, and I notice when I don't have a period, I really do really good. I can focus. I have energy. I'm not as fatigued as much. I still have battle fatigue. So, all right. But I'm to the point I do, I do really well. And then the months I have a cycle, it really hits me hard. I get drained. I don't feel good. I mean, you know, I just, ugh. You know, and so, and then, you know, my you know the first few days of my cycle are really hard you know bleeding really heavily you know and then once it clears up I bounce back and I'm fine so, so this is why I now curtain went out and that's one of the reasons I started really going yeah I think it's my cycle um you know my body's showing evidence when I don't have a period I'm fine and when I do forget it and then sometimes going with missing a month sometimes I'll have two periods in one month so it's starting to go this back and forth game like do I get a cycle this month or do I like I get a cycle and then I don't mean to be graphic here but I've been having huge blood clots so that's not blood clots are normal dessert things but not as big and having ridiculous blood clots. I don't mean to be graphic, but mm. so anyway. So I've been trying to get um, stuff diagnosed. I was supposed to, I was supposed to have a surgery back in November where I was supposed to have an abrasion. Um, my OB my OBGYN doctor at the time couldn't do it. Um, basically, I was going to burn the uterus, and where I would just basically from then on go to menopause naturally. And someone says, Well, that doesn't cause menopause. Well, no, it doesn't cause menopause. They misinterpret the word naturally, which means let my eggs go because I'm actually going into menopause already anyway, and it's just letting my body do it naturally without doing a hysterectomy. That was basically his idea, and I agreed to it. 
because um, I was told back in March of 2022 that, you know, everything looked pretty good, um, had that UTI infection, cleared up my pain I was having on my left side, you know, and then something changed over the summer. I don't know exactly what was going on, but I've noticed seeing things were changing. I was having more of my pain again on my left side. Um, thought it was a UTI infection. It wasn't. It was something else because I went to talk to my doctor. Uh, my current primary doctor, and they did tests and said no and asked me what I thought and why. And I was like, well, and it's just like, okay. So, <clears throat> so now if you hear the story, now it's, now I'm having... I'm going through the process of seeing what my next steps are. Um, my uterus is changing rapidly. Different things are going on. I, I didn't really want to get into this, but I guess I want to. Um, just different things is going on. So now I am seeing another specialist that's an OBGYN doctor, and we're figuring out the next moves. That's where I'm at. Um, got an MRI done a couple of weeks ago. Oh man, that was fun. It wasn't. <laughs> um, so the, the MRI really showed up different things that's going on and I'm just been studying that material, that information and just, um, hoping that, um, just just hoping that I get um, a treatment plan together and and stuff like that. So I'm not going to talk about what the treatment plan is, but anybody who's smart enough can figure it out. <laughs> I don't mean to be mean or rude or anything, um, but I don't really want to say because I don't really know that much yet. But that's where I'm heading with that. And so um, I got inform information about the MRI. So that was interesting. So let me tell you about the MRI. Have you ever had one? I have never had one. I've had CAT scans, x-rays, and ultrasounds. But I've never had an MRI. And I'm also claustrophobic. <laughs> so <clears throat> I was talking to people who had one. And they recommend for me to get a common medicine. So I was like, okay. So I go in and I go to a hospital and they're like, the people in, who worked in the x-ray in the um, radiology department was really nice. And I got down there and I was like, cool. And I was like, yay. And I was like, so I'm talking to him about it. Had to fill out all this questionnaire because I have metal in my body and I wasn't sure if that was going to affect it or not. Um, that was my big concern about MRIs. And so I went in there and they said, no, it's not going to be a problem. Talked to the connection about it. He said, no, that's going to be a problem. He asked me because I had to fill out this questionnaire and it says, you're claustrophobic. And I'm like, oh yes, I'm claustrophobic. I don't like small spaces. 
And then he told me I, that I didn't need the calming medicine. And I'm like, why? And he's like, well, you're not going to be all the way in the machine. It's just going to be most of your... Because um, I'm getting, I was getting a pelvic MRI. And said I wasn't going to be fully engulfed in the machine. <laughs> just like, yeah, I actually was. <laughs> but anyway, I went in there. And I don't know how long I was on the table. Um... I was also on my cycle too, and they said that wasn't a problem, and so I was like, alrighty. And so I got on there, and actually, the the closeness didn't. There was a couple of times I was about ready to tell them to to give me some some meds because I was just the way I was breathing, and I just calmed myself down. And so basically they put, so basically I got on the table and I got comfortable to the best of my ability. It's not comfortable, but they made me comfortable as much as it was allowed. And then I was supposed to put these earplugs in. And next thing, you know what? I, if I ever get into the MRI, I'm going to put the M, the M, the earplugs in first. I'm going to ask them to go ahead so I can do it standing up because I can't do it laying down. <coughs> So basically, they give you earplugs and they give you a headset, and so you can listen to movie—not uh, movies, but to music. And I don't like loud noises. I I don't like um, loud noises. I never really been a fond of loud noises for a long period of time. And so I go in there, and so the technician asks what kind of music I want. I want classical, because classical keeps me calm, especially when I get really stressed out. And it was so, I mean, it, the MRI machine was so loud. That was the only thing I didn't like. Um, I couldn't even hear the music. I mean, I asked him to turn it up, and I still couldn't hear the music. And it was just, like, so cock and pick and loud. I talked to one of my friends about it. It was just like, I didn't realize it was going to be loud. I mean, it was super loud. Um, <clears throat> like I said, a couple times, I almost just had enough. <laughs> and I realized I would take a deep breath and tell myself, and I would just th try to think about other things other than what I was in the environment I had. So I basically closed my eyes and and just trying to think about other stuff. And so when I had a break of the noise, I would listen to the music and that would calm me back down. Um, they didn't have, I was able to look, I wasn't like totally in the thing, but I was almost in it. I could like tilt my head a little bit and I could actually see, um, they had this nice, picture of the sky and trees I mean it was really nice and so I was when it really got when it was really getting to my nerves um, I would look at that um, but I was just like I, I don't know how long I laid there I know my back got really stiff and I had an issues after that with my back but you know I laid there and it was just like oh my word I was just like, it was the noise. If the noise wasn't so loud or if I had like a head canceling um, thing to cancel out, I think that would have been, that would have been better. 
Um, it just, it didn't feel like I was wearing earplugs, and I was. Because when I took off my earplugs and when people were speaking to me and I had the earplugs, I was like, oh, I'm wearing earplugs, okay. Um, no, that's the thing I didn't like, was the sound. Um, <laughs> and if I didn't need, if I didn't need to get the MRI done, I would probably would have said, nope, not doing this. <laughs> um... But I needed, I needed, I needed to add MRI done. So I'm sitting there and I was like telling myself the reason why I needed to get it done and stay there. Oh, I did. Excuse me. Starting to get tired. So I was like, cool. And I did that. But it was just the sounds. Just the sounds. It was loud, piercing noise. Um, there'd be like breaks in between the machine would adjust and I would take the time to do that. Um, it was just really loud. Um, just loud. <laughs> Can you hear a theme? Loud, really loud. So, I mean... If I need to go get one again, I know exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> Scream. Mm. But no, I wouldn't scream. But You know, I was just not used to... I was like more focused on being claustrophobic, but I wasn't. But So basically what I did, I was inside of there. You're dealing with the noise. I would just close my eyes. And just think about other things. And if I could hear the music, just let the music take over to relax me. Stuff like that. I remember so often they would check on me, see how I was doing. And they told me I was doing really good. Um, but towards the end, I was about ready to tell them to get me out of there. I was, I had enough. You know, you, you reached that, you know, that threshold and I was there. They pulled me out and gave me some dime contrast basically and and the guy told me I'd be in there for about another five or ten minutes he used for probably no more than five I think I don't know I didn't really have a time and <clears throat> I was about ready like uh no we're about done and so that, exactly now I was about ready to hit the button and, and just say I'm done or need a break that's when they said I was done so I was like cool so, but they told me really good for my first time. They were like, I think, impressed because I was claustrophobic. And I had a couple of times where I just was about ready to tell them, no, I can't do this. <laughs> but I did really good. I was still, um, I knew how important this was, I had to get done. So it was really good. I did really well. I didn't move. It was just the sound. I think if this, if I didn't hear the sound as much, and I could hear my music a little bit more, I think it would have been a lot, been a better experience. But you know, it's one of those things that you have to do to get answers, and this is what I was doing. So basically, they were checking uh, my uterus, my ovaries, my fallopian tubes, you know, all that 
good stuff. So, to find out what the next the next steps are going to be in dealing with my heavy minstrels and and the severe blood clots I have ever so often. So, <clears throat> and just what's the next steps? I I got an idea what they're going to be, but it's just yeah. I don't really want to talk about it until I actually have that conversation with my doctor and see what happens. But um, until until my uterus is let's basically say gone, I'm still going to have iron issues. This is related to um, to that. I have no doubt about that now. It's just now going in and just talking to the doctors and just see what the next steps will be and when we'll get done. And it's just crazy and it's just really hard. Not only to me but on my family and my friends and I'm just I'm just so tired of dealing with iron issues and just trying to fight the system to just to get a couple of iron infusions and who knows by this time I might need even more. Um, it's just crazy, and I'm just really to the point. I'm just I'm just frustrated about the rules and the regulations, and not just with the insurance companies, but with just trying to get things done. And it's just like more hoops to jump through, more hoops to do this. Oh, so I got to do this, or I got to do that, or. Something comes up and they need this, or I have not have to need this, and it's just like really. Um, or I need to advocate for myself <laughs> a lot more without being without being rude, without being aggressive. Not to get me banned, but just or blacklisted, but just enough to get people motivated to do to do things and that's what is um, irritating and frustrating and I don't think a lot of people don't understand this you just don't walk in and get stuff done um, only time that I have known people who actually can get in and get things done right away is people who are critically ill or you're on like death's doorstep that if they don't intervene fast you ain't get that's when and you know and that's what I feel like at times that I think sometimes the system is just waiting for me to get to that point and just like take me in or making me get to that point and I don't that's the way I feel right now um Part of the reason why I was told how long why is it taking to get my iron infusions is because of the nurses shortage. That's what I was told. And I'm like, yeah. And also too that, you know, iron efficiency anemia by itself diagnosis is not a priority either in the system. You know, if I had a diagnosis with cancer or another serious illness 
along with that, I would I already begin and have them. But since it's by itself, it's just like, yeah, it's no big deal. And I and I also think a lot of people who work in the mental in the mental healthcare system don't understand iron deficiency anemia and what iron the iron is the building block of the body. And if you don't have that, what happens? I mean. I'm a person with RA, and I didn't understand it until I was diagnosed with it. So I'm thinking, if if I didn't understand it until I was diagnosed and understand how it affected me, then I can just about imagine uh, people who are blessed with able bodies, or people who are in the medicine, you know, who are not used to dealing with this, doesn't really understand. And I think that's part of the problem as well. So anyway, I am now, I can feel it, and you can probably hear my voice, I am now officially getting tired. And so I can kind of tell that sitting here is not good for me, and I'm running out of, like, energy. So I'm going to go ahead and just cut it off here. And so I will see you guys on the other side of the moon. Toodles! Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast. This is your host, Alexander Mars, and today's date is the 15th of January of 2023, and the year is going by very quickly. So anyway, I wanted to, uh, to come in and give you guys a update what's going on with my life. Don't, there's really no direct topic, just what's going on right now with my iron, uh, how I feel about healthcare right now, and just giving you guys just an update what's going on and possibly what may go on in a few months. So anyway, but I can't really go talk at that part until I know more information. So anyway, if you are new to my podcast, welcome! I'm glad you're here! Yay! Anyway, so... Anyway, I, like I said, my name is Alexander Mars, and I talk about my life, and I try to bring awareness to be about people who have chronic health problems, who are disabled, and who have learning disabilities. So, give me a background. Um, I have rheumatoid arthritis. I've been diagnosed with iron deficiency and anemia. I'm dyslexic. I have ADD. Anything else I can add to the list I can think of? No. Not off at hand. But there's probably more. <laughs> so anyway, my my purpose is, is also, yeah, also women, besides doing that. I also want, sorry, I can't speak right now. <sighs> Scene. Uh, forgive me, my mind is just going different places because my. You know, I've done something. I'm going off topic just a little bit. Just do a little rabbit trail. I notice when my iron gets low, um, my EDD loves to act up a lot more than normal. 
I've noticed that. I've dealt with two rounds of my last three rounds. I've noticed this, and I'm seeing the same thing happening again with with my iron going down. So yeah. Um. So back to the main. So we yeah, left that trail, and we're going back to the main trail. We just circled back now. So basically, um, like I said, that's what I can think of. I probably have a few more diagnoses in there. I stuff like that. Also, too, another thing I like to what I want to start talking about more this year is other things other than um, other aspects of my life, like writing. Uh, right now, I'm in the process of ending my science fictional no novel. Um, it's written, I'm just in the process of editing it, and stuff that I'm learning through that as well. So, I just like to focus different things on my life. Yes, my health takes, seems like right now, the most time and energy, but I also like to do other things. Um, I like to write articles, I like to bring awareness of different topics, not just about, um stuff about disabilities but in healthcare but other areas too like housing uh food um stuff like that just other things that i think we all need to be talking about because we're all in this together i mean mother you know stuff like that but when it comes to healthcare, i think people have a misunderstanding of because they see stuff on tv and it doesn't work that way i wish it did but it don't so that's basically what's it. So today's topic is I'm going to be talking about um, my health, what's going on in my iron. So basically that's going to be in the next segment. So it's only going to be one. So anyway, I'm going to go let you, let you guys go and I will see you in the next segment. Toodles. Alrighty, well, I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate it. And as always, I hope I will come back soon and record another podcast. Maybe in a couple of weeks. Maybe hopefully next week. That'd be wonderful. We'll find out. Anyway, as I always say, right now, unfortunately, well... Yeah, my health right now has to come first before doing the other things. But I'm in the process of finding different ways to bring you guys content on all my platforms. So that's my goal. And that's what I'm going to be working on for this year. So anyway, speaking of my platforms, this is where you can find me. You can find me at on my blog site, alexandermars.com. Woohoo! <laughs> yes. Um, you can also find me on Twitter. My user handle is AM Storytelling. Woohoo! I try to post there on a daily basis. So, for all the latest information you want to know, you can always go there. Uh, also, I'm on Facebook as well under Alexander Mars. And as always, if you feel, if you wish to email me, I would love to hear from you. You can also email me at alexandermarsthewriter at AOL. 
Um, if you didn't catch that, or there's just too much to type in, you can always go to my, my blog, to go to my website, alexandermars.com, hit, con hit contact, and just fill out the form, and I'll definitely get it. And also, too, if you would like, you can leave me a comment on one of my blog posts. Um, I'll definitely get it either, either way. So, anyway, I'm going to... So that's all I want to say, and I hope you guys have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you soon. Toodles!